And I think that connection over content, or at least connection before content, because you could say the most amazing things from stage, but if there is not connection either with the audience, with the speaker from the front or the connection that happens in the room, uh, connection and community over content, I think that the events that have just a lot of content and a lot of information are going to fall flat. Hey, babe, welcome to the Sales and Social Podcast. I'm so freaking excited that you are here with me today. Are you ready to simplify your sales and learn to sell in a way that feels good, but also brings you in more consistent cash? If you find yourself feeling like you're doing all the things on social media, but it's not converting, you feel like you have inconsistent cash months, but you desire more reoccurring revenue, and you just want to sell in a way that feels good without feeling salesy and also have a lot of fun on your journey to entrepreneurship, you are in the right place. Hey, I'm Jillian. I'm your sales queen and your soon-to-be podcast BFF. 22 years in the corporate sales space, losing my job during the pandemic, having no freaking idea what I was going to do, but knowing that I had a God-given talent for sales, I quickly shifted to the online space, where I have not only been able to grow my own personal business from zero to 500K in just 18 months with nothing more than a Zoom link, a paper planner, and a whiteboard, I've helped hundreds and hundreds of others scale their businesses and explode their sales. So grab your beverage of choice, a pen and a paper if you're anything like me, and let's dive into today's juicy episode. What's up, babes? Welcome back to the podcast. I am super excited today because we are going to jam out on one of my favorite topics, which is community building, and we have Charity here. Charity, welcome to the show. Tell my audience who you are and what you do. Thanks so much, Jillian. I am excited to be here. My name is Charity Majors. I'm the founder of Business and Bubbly and community is my jam. So I love just creating spaces where women can show up fully themselves and actually what it looks like to have a healthy community in a world that says, oh, like we can't have conflict or, oh, like I have to like, I'm insecure because this girl is taking up a lot of space and that type of thing. So what does it look like to really build healthy community where big people can come together in a room and really get some stuff done. I love that. I absolutely love that. And we talk a lot about community on here and we talk about the importance of really building community at really the foundation of your brand, right? Because I truly believe that community starts like at at the core. So I would love for you to actually dive in today of like, why is community really the importance of building your business as the foundation and how that actually leads to more sales? Hmm. Such a good question. So community is actually, I think it's not only of course, business now and how things are shifting, but I really believe it's going to be the business of the future. There's nothing that replaces, like you and I know, having finally met in person, like there's nothing that replaces the magic that happens when we meet heart to heart, soul to soul, business to business, belly to belly. And especially in today's world with AI and all of this different stuff, it's like, oh, well, what you see on Instagram, is it real? And is that girl's face really like that with that whatever filter that changes how she actually looks? And I was, I actually just shared a reel about this the other day. And it was, I had this example of plants and they were, some of them were fake and some of them were real. And how could you tell, right? I was holding them up on social media. Like you couldn't really tell which ones were real, which ones were fake. And the difference of how you could tell was proximity. 
Mm-hmm. And it was getting in the room and it was touching and feeling and it was proximity that made the difference as to whether or not you could tell someone or something was real or fake. And so mm-hmm. community does that. So yes, of, of course, like meet in like online on Zoom, do really fun things like this, like the podcast, like what we're doing, but there's nothing that replaces the magic of what happens in the room. And especially in the next mark by words, the next two to five years, especially as AI gets up there and we're not going to be able to know what is happening if it's on real on Instagram, if that's a robot talking to me or mm-hmm. if it's a real person, especially the in-person connections where I have hugged you. I know your heart. I know you are real, Jillian, that those connections are going to be one of the most valuable things that we can create and cultivate in business. It's so true about the whole AI thing. This is like such like a random, random story. But I actually hired someone recently to do some of my social media and her pictures were all done by AI. And we got on a Zoom call and it like didn't even look like her. And I actually made a comment to her. I was like, oh my God, you look like so different on Zoom. And she's like, oh yeah, all my pictures are AI. And I was like, it was so freaky. Like it was so freaky. I was like, this person does not even look like it. So it's like getting in the room and getting to know people is so key because you guys, there are so many things out there. They're just, again, whether it's being a written in email or a piece of content or now even people's faces are literally not even the right thing. So it's so key. Well, you and I have been swimming in the same circle for a long time, the same communities for a long time. So we obviously understand the importance of being in rooms, being in big rooms, being around other leaders that are doing big things. And one of the things that I think that is really key for both of us is we're in rooms with people that are really doing a lot of the same things as us, but we're still getting in those rooms. So I love for you to really share about like, why are you still getting in those rooms and having such an abundance mindset with people that are really doing the same things as you, just like I'm doing the same thing. No, I love it. And this really gets into being not only like I mentioned being in proximity, but it's also, there's something that happens with immersion, right? So it's kind of like if I wanted to learn Spanish, so I actually took like five years of Spanish in school and in college and can kind of fumble through it. And when I talk about it, it's like in my head a little bit and I'm trying to figure out the conjugations of if it was past tense or present tense or current tense. But when my husband and I, which we love to go to Mexico, when my family and I, when we go to Mexico, I'm immersed in the culture and it just like comes out like second nature. Mm -hmm. And so when there's immersion that happens around, especially other community builders, Mm -hmm. there's energetic magic that is exchanged and nothing can replace that. And then I think what is also really amazing, especially about obviously like the rooms that you're creating, the rooms that I'm creating, the rooms that we were obviously just in together. Yeah, It's also this space for big people Mm-hmm. to come together and to do the same thing. And so there's power and proximity, mm-hmm. but what it looks like is that, gosh, like when I put myself in that space with other women that I can stand shoulder to shoulder with, mm-hmm. like, okay, there's going to be maybe like some stuff that might come up yeah. or not. Right. Yeah. Like, do I, like, do I, okay. Like am I, if I'm walking into this room, am I coming in? And I remember like when I first started going to other like community builders events, it was like, I'm going, I'm like absorbing everything like a sponge. And it's like, uh, like, oh my gosh, like I've never heard this stuff before, but there comes a point where eventually throughout, at least for me, and I'm sure for you, but throughout your growth, there eventually comes a point where it's like, oh, I could totally say that on stage, or I have said that on stage, or yeah. oh, the girls that are on stage, those are my friends. And so now I actually come to a space of knowing not only to receive, because everyone, I'm a, such a firm believer that everyone can be our teacher, right? My eight month old daughter, she's one of my biggest teachers, my seven year old yeah. son, like they teach me the most, right? But also now coming in with a heart 
to serve mm-hmm. as a community builder. Cause I know that one of my gifts is a gatherer. I know that one of your gifts is a gatherer. Yeah. And so we actually are really, really good. And I know this because I've actually have faced a lot of rejection in the past. Like I know the sting of rejection. I know what it feels like to be hurt, to be like, feel like I'm not enough to Same. feel like I don't belong. And so actually a big part of my superpower is to recognize the one, to mm-hmm. see the one girl who feels like she doesn't belong, who feels like she doesn't know what the heck she's doing. And she's totally overwhelmed. And a part of my superpower is actually to really make her feel like she belongs I and love that seen and heard and known. And so I get to show up with my gifts in a community, no matter who the leader is, because I'm not mm-hmm. insecure that they're not in my thing and they're not in my, world. like, no, like there is space for all of us, baby. And we all yeah. get to play. And it's exactly what we talked about before we even hit record. It's like, we're all showing up in our authentic selves, right? So when we're yeah. in different people's spaces, different people's energies, different people's communities, all those things, we're all showing up in our own energy. So people are going to be drawn yep. to us, right? Like you and I are both community builders, but like you guys listen to this podcast. We have different energies. We have different vibes. We have different styles, all of those things. So you're going to be attracted to me for a certain reason versus you're going to be attracted to charity for a different reason. And I think that's what the next thing I really want to talk about is like that I believe is why showing up who you are unapologetically is so key in this space, especially as a community builder. So for someone who's building community right now, why is your authentic voice so important? I think a big part of it is because it sounds different than everyone else. And that sounds funny because it's like, oh, like, of course, like community builder and find your authentic voice. But what does it actually mean to find that? And I'm going to share with you what that means. There are actually very common narratives that I push back against as a community mm-hmm. builder. And it's what I put a stake in the ground on that is actually drawing women to us. Mm-hmm. And so here's the thing that we've got this whole like collaboration over competition, right? And that sounds yeah. amazing. Like, yes, like we believe that, but what if the, a better question, like is collaboration over competition? Is that actually serving us as women? Mm-hmm. And here's the thing. I used to be a former athlete. I was a volleyball player in college, went overseas to Europe to go play professionally. Um, Are you really tall? I feel like you, I you, am, go, I am you look like you're really tall. I'm 5'10 and a girl, I don't, I apologize for the heels that I wear either. <laughs> I actually had to, like, one of the requirements of a guy that I had to date was that he still had to be taller than me and I could still wear my heels. (laughs) (laughs) But as a former athlete, in the context of community, right? So for me, in the context of team, my teammates, even though some of us played the same position, right? We were the same outside hitter. We were vying for that starting spot. In the context of healthy community, in the context of team, that competition, healthy competition actually made us better. I didn't hate the girl. I didn't like, she was my teammate. I loved her. She was like one of my best friends, Mm -hmm. right? Like I didn't want her to like break her ACL. Like, no, but in the context of community, that healthy competition actually made us better. And so I think instead of saying collaboration over competition, I think what if we ask the question of, can it be collaboration and competition? Yeah. And can I love that? I mean, I, I, I definitely sit with a little bit of competition with people who are doing big things. I see them making big moves, all of those things. I mean, you know, I mean, you guys, it's no secret. Like when I was watching, you know, Lindsay Schwartz's thing, we were, were, you and I both just joined it and I saw people that were joining. I was like, oh, I want to be in there. And not necessarily because I wanted to learn necessarily something, but I was like, I want to be in there. Like, like they're in there now. And it wasn't, it was like this, like, like competitive thing of like, well, she's in there. I want to be in there. 
the same type of thing. No, for sure. That's where I think that it it's that mindset where it makes us better. And it's like, mm-hmm. ooh, okay. Like I want to be around that girl too. Like it's yeah. like this thing that draws us up. And so I love that. Like another common narrative that I kind of push against is this like, yes, like women supporting women, which is amazing. Like love that. And have we gone so far down the spec, like on the pendulum to where we're not able to actually even like disagree and do conflict well? Because if we can't do conflict, then what actually happens is it leads to disconnection. But if we can do conflict well, if you can be big, if we can still come together in a culture of honor and respect, that despite your differences, despite my differences, despite how I vote, despite how you vote, despite whatever it is that you're doing with my community and what I'm doing with my my community and yours and whatever, like that we can still come together in a culture of honor and respect. And I can honor you, Jillian, as a powerful woman in business. And you can honor me as a powerful woman in business. And even if we disagree, we can still come together. Mm -hmm. Like that's actual unity, not not uniformity, which uniformity says that we actually have to, we have to think the same way and do the same thing and agree the same and talk the same way and all this, like, no, thanks. And so what does it look like for big people to come into a room, for leaders to come into a room and despite differences that they actually honor and respect each other. Mm -hmm. And they're not afraid to have the hard conversations. They're not afraid to call each other in the best way in a loving way up and out. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. We've like swung the other way on this pendulum of women supporting women. And if I don't agree with you, I don't support you. And it like, and it's like, no, like actually we can do conflict well. Yeah. And we can have like, we can put our big girl panties on and our emotional intelligence on and our relational intelligence on and have empathy and compassion. And Mm -hmm call each other up and out. Yeah. One of my favorite podcast episodes that I did was actually with Amber Lillystrom. I don't know if you follow Amber Lillystrom. Yeah, yeah. One of my favorite podcast episodes that I actually did with was with Amber Lillystrom. And we took the conversation somewhere very, very different. And we actually challenged each other a little bit on the podcast. And it was so beautiful Yeah, where the conversation went, because I think a lot of people would have just been like, oh, well, like, this is Amber and I'm just going to like sit back or this is Jillian. I'm just going to sit back. But it was such a beautiful episode because neither one of us were afraid to be like, I actually really disagree with what is happening in the market. Or I actually really disagree with like the way that you sell online. Or I really disagree with the way that like you talk about how much money you make online, whatever it was. And it was such a beautiful podcast episode. And I think another thing is when it comes to this, like women supporting women, I think so often, and I don't know how you feel about this is like, we feel like we just have to say yes to everything. And you don't have to say yes to everything. If you don't align with somebody online or you don't agree with their messaging, or you don't really want to be on their podcast or anything, it's like being okay, saying no, and knowing that the energy is going to go and support somebody else in a better space. It's going to be more aligned energetically for you. Totally. Totally. And even common narratives, right? Mm -hmm. Like I was just saying, is that common narrative actually serving me or is there a better question or another layer to that question that will actually serve me better? Yeah. So I know that one of my clients, uh, Noelle, is actually part of your business in Bubbly. And I've been hearing so much about this. She's like obsessed with it. But for the people that are listening to this and have no idea what it is, like break it down for us. What is business in Bubbly? Oh, Business and Bubbly started as this really fun little seed of an idea. I actually spent years building out like digital marketing and funnels. I'm an author. I have a book called Meant for More, Igniting Your Purpose in a World That Tries to Dim Your Light. And it's spent years building out challenges and online communities and COVID hit and everyone zigged and went online. And true to my nature as a rebel, I zagged and went in person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
during, so during the pandemic, you went in person. Yes, yes. There was to not ruffle too many feathers, but you know, it's fine. And so I ended up like hosting some smaller workshops and retreats and women were just like, they were really like Zoom fatigue is a thing, right? And they're really making yes. that in-person connection. And how do we do this on a regular basis? And so I started to kind of put, okay, like, what am I good at? Like, I know that I'm a community builder. I'm a total gatherer. Like I'm, you know, I'm everyone, like the biggest hype girl. I love business. And there are, for me, it's been this journey of some places where I felt like I was too much. (laughs) And then there are other places where I felt like I was not enough. Mm -hmm. And so what does that look like? Because, you know, like I have amazing community in different circles and different facets of who I am. I have an incredible community of moms, but they don't necessarily get the marketing and the funnel strategy and all the like business stuff that I love. And so it was like, okay, like how do we now create this space where women can come together and show up fully in who they are, fully expressed as a woman in business in the places where maybe they felt like they were not enough. And when then all of a sudden they can bring their places where they feel like they're or what they feel like where they were too much. And then they, don't, they can bring the places where they're not enough. And they feel like they're failing mm-hmm. into community where it gets filled in by the gaps of the other women around her. And so it's in-person community and we have networking events all around the nation. We're growing, which is really exciting. And so I not only lead my own local community where I'm at here in Boise, Idaho, but also equip other women to become community builders and leaders as a chapter director within Business and Bubbly. That is amazing. So are there, so they're all over the country. Yes. Which is really Mm -hmm. exciting. That is, that is really, really exciting. Where, because you're kind of in the event space and you're a community builder, where do you see the event space going in 2024? Mm, This is a good question. Because I really want to disrupt it in 2024. And I'll tell you my idea a little bit on this podcast, but I actually really kind of want to disrupt the event space in 2024, but I'd love your take on it. I think, I don't, I don't think like the, like the events are going anywhere. I think they might shift a little bit as far as, for, so I'll say this for me, for me, I like love the idea of filling stadiums and filling the whatever. And it's also, it's really, really easy to get lost in that. And so for me, I'm interested more in transformation over information And so, and I'm also very, very interactive and activating. And so what does it look like? We, so when we actually do something directly after we learn it, we retain 80 to 90% of it versus the, oh, I just fill up my notebook with a bunch of information and then I I get done with it and I'm go home and mom life kicks in and I've got poopy diapers everywhere and I got to drop my kid off at baseball and the notebook goes right in the bookshelf and I do nothing with it. Right. And so I am all about activating people. I think that people are honestly, they're in information overload. Everything is Googleable. Like, yeah. so people want transformation. And I think that the events that are transformational, yeah, those are going to stand out. I think people are done with boring beige conference rooms. Yeah. Which is funny because like that's actually is like one of our things with business and bubbly. It's our local community, our local networking events. Yes, they're networking events, but it's, not networking how you would know it as far as like boring beige conference rooms and the bad 30 second stories. And here's my business card. And right. Like we make fun of those, not make fun of them, but we're not that right. And so I think that transformation over information Mm -hmm. is going to be huge, especially for 2024. And I think that connection over content 
or at least connection before content, because you could say the most amazing things from stage, but if there is not connection either with the audience, with the speaker from the front or the connection that happens in the room, uh, connection and community over content. I think that the, the events that have just a lot of content and a lot of information are going to fall flat. Yeah, I love that. I've been to a lot of events in the last two years, whether they've been virtually or they've been in person and they've been great. They've all been really great and I've loved them. I've met a lot of great people and I've heard a lot of really great things, but it's exactly what you said. People take their journals and their rah-rah and they're excited and they go home and six months down the road, they haven't grown their business. They haven't made any more sales and their business hasn't generated any revenue. So one of the things that I really want to shake up in the market for 2024 is bringing actual strategy to them and exactly what you said, like having something be transformational. You know, I was in the corporate sales space for 22 years and we did monthly sales meetings where you went and you learned about something and you went and workshopped with your teammate, your manager or something. And then you put it into action on Monday in your business. And then you would see your sales skyrocket, right? Whether it was prospecting, cold calling, your revenue go up, whatever it was. So I really kind of want to take like my, my history of what I've done in the 22 years and kind of bring it to the event space um, with obviously having that connection and that community still part of it. But I think that the event space, they all kind of look the same. They all kind of feel the same. It's just kind of like, which one are you going to? And I really feel like it's time to be shooken up a little bit in 2024. So we'll see what that looks like. No, that's so good. I also think like, like I said, there's this, it's pretty common where it's like the guru at the front of the room and filling the stadiums and filling the big event spaces. And like I said, it's easy to get lost in the, in the shuffle. I actually still really, really value. And I think that there is a lot of us that also really value the intimate spaces where vulnerability is allowed, where authenticity is allowed, where it's like you can show up like vulnerable and like share whatever it is that you need to share and, you know, bear your heart and that there's support there. So it might mean that it's a smaller event, but there's going to be big impact. Yeah. I mean, I'm hosting an event next week here in Scottsdale and there's only 10 people at it. And it's like, come, come to the front of the room. Let's like bear your business out and let's like workshop it. And they're going to go away with massive transformation because they're going to be poured into by a very, very, very small group of people versus again, going to an event, 50, 60, 500 people where you get hyped up, but you're not actually going away with any sort of transformation. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I know that you also mentioned that you have a book. I would love for you really quick just to tell my audience what that book is about and where they can find it. Yeah, it's called Meant for More, Igniting Your Purpose in a World that Tries to Dim Your Light. You can grab it on Amazon and all sorts of places like that. If you want some free gifts, you can go to book.wearemeantformore.com. And when you put in your Amazon purchase ticket, I'll send you over some free gifts with it. But it really is about a big part of my journey when it came to growth. And the the message of Meant for More actually came from one of the dark nights of the soul that I journeyed through. And it was when my husband and I had lost a child. And I remember sitting on the bathroom floor, ugly crying in a puddle of tears, asking the big questions like the why this, why us, why this baby, why this dream? Like I couldn't keep my body, you know, like my body couldn't keep this baby safe and and just really like, was buried in shame, felt so broken. And I remember sitting there in a puddle of tears on the floor and God came and sat with me and told me that I wasn't broken. Mm-hmm. 
and didn't give me a seven step to get out of my whatever, like a lot of yeah. the personal development world. Yeah. Does. Seven steps to this or something like that. Uh huh. And actually began to infuse a deep belief and identity in me that as I journeyed now out of grief and out of healing, and I'm able to look back and actually be really, really grateful for that experience. Yeah. And with the perspective that it's not a mistake, Jillian, that you are here, that there are a million pieces and parts that have to come together for life to be sustained. It's not a mistake that I'm here, that you're you listening to this right now, that you are a walking miracle and you are yeah. a divine dream wrapped in skin, walking the planet. It's not a mistake. It, I think it's like you're one and I think believe it's 21 zeros. Mm-hmm chance for you to be here at this exact time in all of history. Wow. And when you, like, I came out of that dark night of the soul as I healed through that with that perspective. And I think that we can teach what we know, but we can impart what we live and what we've experienced. And so there's a deep impartation that happens with purpose and with unlocking and with igniting the gifts that are on your life and the knowing the miracle that you are. And that's Mm -hmm. the message of meant for more. Wow. Well, you guys, make sure you check out that book. We will definitely put it in the show notes. We will put all of Charity's information in the show notes. Charity, thank you so much for being here today. We talked through a lot. We talked through community building, showing up as your authentic self, where events are going in 2024, and then obviously meant for more. I appreciate you, my friend. I look forward to doing life and business with you over the next six months and more. And I can't wait to see where things go for both of us. Same. Thanks so much, Jillian. Of course. Thank you so much for tuning into the Sales and Social Podcast. If today's episode has you fired up and you loved it, could you do me a huge favor and leave a review over on Apple Podcasts or take a screenshot and share it on social media and don't forget to tag your business bestie. And while you're there, connect with me on the gram at the Jillian Murphy. I'm on a mission to change the mindset of sales. I want people to love sales because the reality is sales is the foundation of everything you do. It's how your business generates revenue consistently. So show up and be unapologetic about selling because once you fall in love with selling, babe, sky's the limit. So I'll catch you on the next episode, but until then, feel free to slide into my DMs because I cannot wait to get to know you better.